Good evening, everyone. Uh, welcome to our midweek podcast from Villa Presbyterian Church. I trust that you're all keeping safe and well through these days. And as we come together this evening, we come together in Jesus' name, recognizing the blessings that we have in Him, recognizing that in Him we will find true direction and hope in life. As we come together this evening, let me just remind you that our church building is open again for Sunday worship. The Sunday worship starts at 11am every Sunday morning, uh, but the church doors will be open from half 10 onwards. If you're coming for the first time into our church building, uh, then please do um, contact Brian beforehand. Uh, it just gives us an opportunity to set out the seating properly uh, for the um the church building for worship also if you want to check our website you'll see that we do have some restrictions still in our church building for those coming for worship uh, and you, they are displayed on our website also as we come together this evening let me read these words uh, from psalm 19 as we begin psalm 19 verse 9 the ordinances of the Lord are sure and altogether righteous. They are more precious than gold, uh, than much pure gold. They are sweeter than honey, than honey from the comb. Here, as we come together this evening, we're going to spend time looking at the book of Nehemiah again, recognizing God's blessing, recognizing uh, that as we come before God's word, it is more valuable in life than anything that we may be able to materially acquire. As we think of this, let us come to our God in prayer as we begin. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the opportunity to come together this evening in your name. Lord, to recognise that in you, Lord, there is real and lasting fulfilment. Lord, that you have saved us, Lord, from a life of rebellion, a life, Lord, that is leading to destruction, to a life that will be fulfilling, a life that we can rest in you in all things, to know of the hope that we have in you, Lord, and we thank you for this. And so this evening, Lord, we look uh, for you to work in our lives. We look uh, to know of you um, speaking to us through your word and have that awareness, Lord, of what it means to trust in you through all things. Lord, we thank you for this. And we pray this evening by the Holy Spirit to know of your great and mighty hand upon us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, we're going to begin by listening to a first item of praise. This item of praise sung uh, by John and Ray and his family. Uh, entitled, Hear the Call of the Kingdom. Chill. 
Please turn with me now uh, to our scripture reading this evening. It is taken from Nehemiah chapter 8, and we're going to read the first six verses. This is the word of God. All the people came together as one in the square before the water gate. They told Ezra, the teacher of the law, to bring out the book of the law of Moses, which the Lord had commanded for Israel. So on the first day of the seventh month, Ezra the priest brought the law before the assembly, which was made up of men and women and all who were able to understand. He read it aloud from daybreak till noon, as he faced the square before the water gate in the presence of the men, women and others who could understand. And all the people listened attentively to the book of the law. Ezra, the teacher of the law, stood on a high wooden platform built for the occasion, and beside him on his right uh, stood Matthias, Shammah, Ariah, Uriah, Hilkiah, and Messiah, and all his left were Pizana, uh, Mishael, Michal, Hashem, Hashadayan, Zechariah, and Mishalem. Ezra opened the book. All the people could, could see him because he was standing above them. And as he opened it, the people all stood up. Ezra praised the Lord, the great God, and all the people lifted their hands and responded, Amen, Amen. Then they bowed down and worshipped the Lord with their faces to the ground. Here we end the reading of God's word to us. As we take us in, let us come to our God in prayer before we see it, take some time to look at it. Heavenly Father, we pray this evening that we may know of your hand upon us, that we may know of that power from your word. Lord, that we may know that our lives, Lord, are directed by you and that we may have that awareness of knowing the value of your word working in our lives. Lord, we pray this by the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' loving name, amen. As I was preparing uh, for uh, this passage this evening, I was reading a, a, a little um, illustration in one of the commentaries. 
in which a father uh, was sending his son off to university for the first time. And as they were packing up and the son was getting ready to go, the father uh, brought out a Bible to give to his son to go to university and told him that as you go each day, if you open this book, you will find um, real riches for your life ahead. And so the father uh, said goodbye to the son and the son took off uh, to university. And about a week after, uh, the son at university, uh, he wrote back to his father asking, would, they be, would he be able to get some money um, uh, to send a check? And as the father read the son's letter, he wrote back to him and says that uh, he should have all uh, the money that he needed and asked him if he was reading his Bible each day. The next letter came back from the son saying, yes, I've been reading my Bible each day, but please, uh, I do need funds for different things in university. Could you send a check? And this went back and forth for some time and the father continued uh, to refuse to, to send money to his son um, and asked him again and again if he was reading his Bible each day. Until the son came home for the first semester. And as uh, he came home and started speaking uh, to his family and his father, uh, he was a little annoyed uh, that his father had refused so many times uh, to help fund him at university. And as the father set the son down and asked again, did you read your Bible each day? The son nodded and said, yes, yes, of course. And then uh, the father said, well, I don't believe you. For uh, as I sent that Bible away with you, in each of its pages, uh, I has, uh, put some money in it for you. And so the son was shown that he, he had actually all the money uh, that he needed in his Bible if he would have just opened the pages. God's word is a rich and rewarding source of wisdom for our lives. And God has tucked his riches into its pages for our use. But we can't take advantage of those riches if we never open the pages. How many times in the world, and the, uh, the uh, country that we're living in at a time where we have so much access uh, to God's word, is the only time that it's opened is when uh, we are at church or on Sundays. The lesson for Nehemiah 8 is to see the riches of God's word. We have already seen that in Nehemiah's ambition was not simply to reconstruct the city's defences, but to revitalise a spiritual community. And so as Ezra stands and looks round at the city being rebuilt and all the walls being rebuilt, he is reminded that the, uh, it is not the walls that make the city, but it is the people. The spiritual, moral and social contribution of committed men and women is of greater importance than strong security. So Nehemiah soon discovered that reforming a community is, most, is more exacting task than restoring its walls. And so here, 
at the start of chapter 8, we see this spontaneous gathering of people. It's a most remarkable feature about the demand for scripture at this outdoor meeting. It appears to be initiated by people rather than the leaders. They craved for God's word. As hungry people long for food, this passionate quest for biblical truth is something more than mere human desire. It is a gift from God. Throughout biblical and Christian history, one of the characteristics of a genuine revival has been the sovereign initiative of God in giving men and women a longing for spiritual things. And as we read earlier in the Psalm 19, it is sweeter than honey to their taste. In another psalm, the psalmist describes God's word as a lamp for their feet, the joy for their hearts, and infinitely more valuable than gold. They long for it as a person short of oxygen gasps for breath. And Nehemiah accomplished amazing tasks in leading the rebuilding of the walls and gates of Jerusalem. But here in Nehemiah 8, we see that after the reconstruction, we need re-instruction. We need to change the way we think about ourselves and about all of life. For few of us realise how much we have been affected and infected by the deceptive philosophies of the world. We have picked up attitudes, ideas and assumptions that we don't even realise are wrong and unchristian. So we need to be re-instructed in God's view of life. If you need to change things in your life, then change must come through the knowledge of the word of God, through an understanding of God's truth. That's why this chapter is key. It opens up uh, with a, a, a picture of a great hunger of the word of God among the people of Jerusalem. And it, it, as we've already seen, it seems to be a spontaneous gathering. Nehemiah tells us that all the people came together as one. No invitations were sent out. No, no public notice was given. People came together because they were hungry for answers to their problems, for guidelines from the God, uh, uh, and they looked for guidelines from the Word of God. And so they gathered in the great square before the water gate. The people asked Ezra the priest to bring the law of God to read it to them. It would have undoubtedly been the first five books of the Bible. And it indicates a tremendous desire for these people for truth. And notice that Ezra the priest, the author of the book of Ezra, the book of Ezra appears here first time in the book of Nehemiah. And now that the word the work is finished. The people were desperate to hear from God's word. And so they sent from Ezra to read to them from the scriptures. Notice also that the people gathered before the water gate. As we have already seen when we looked at Nehemiah 3, this gate symbolizes the word of God, the water of the the word. There could be no more appropriate place for the people to assemble. The congregation included men, women and children who were at age to understand, all hungry for God's word. So when we think in the world that we live in, when there are wars and terror attacks, when there's financial upheaval, 
when we're dealing with plagues and social violence, strike fear into the hearts of each one of us, then the place to turn for answers is the Word of God. Even now when the Bible is proclaimed without compromise, with clarity and understanding, then it draws people to them. God's Word throws open the gates of human heart so the Holy Spirit can come in, bringing conviction and cleansing. The picture in this chapter is of a hunger for God's Word among people who have never been taught scriptures before. When the Word is opened and expounded to people, it provokes a hunger. That's the power of Scripture. The Word of God is the sole attraction to this gathering. Ezra doesn't need to hire a rock band or cater uh, to, to send out catering for food for people to attract a crowd to hold their attention. The Word of God alone compels people to stand and to listen. There is a hunger to know real and lasting truth. As we look uh, to the situations that we are in at this time, as we look uh, at the world, that is the hunger that is needed for us. A hunger to sit under God's word, to know of its truth each day, to know of the joy of following God in our lives. Trust you may know that and as we continue uh, through these different chapters. As we think of these truths, uh, we're going to listen to our next item of praise now. Um, it is entitled, Across the Land, uh, from Getty Music. Across the Lands. Yeah. 
Well, as we come to the end of our podcast this evening, we're going to spend some time now in prayers for others. We want to remember uh, those in our church family, uh, especially those who are dealing with difficulties through these days. We want to pray uh, for our country at this time. And we want to pray for our leaders um, through uh, these days as well as we continue to come out of this pandemic. Uh, as there is changes in our political leadership, we want to lift uh, these people up to God in prayer. We see in the book of Nehemiah the value of true uh, godly leadership. Uh, as we see how Nehemiah looks to direct God's people. And here as we look in our own day, what a wonderful prayer it is to continue to keep our political leaders in prayer that God will rise up men and women to lead us in the way of him. Let us come to our God in prayer. Heavenly Father, as we uh, look to you and your truth in these words, Lord, we ask for that awareness, Lord, of knowing the need we have to draw close to your word each day. To draw close to what it means, Lord, to be serving you and to hearing, Lord, uh, from your word in our lives. For, Lord, we uh, long uh, to know, Lord, of what it means uh, to have your riches in our lives. To have that awareness of you leading and guiding us through all circumstances that we may face. For you are the God who is living and active. Who is aware of every situation that we may face. And who is the one who will help us to deal with them. And give us a real confidence about what lies ahead. And so Heavenly Father, we come before you this day. And we bring before you uh, all our church family at this time. Lord, we want to lift up before you those who are dealing with illnesses at this time. And Lord, we lift up to you those who are dealing with great uncertainty through these days. Asking, Lord, that they may continue to turn to you. That it is your power, it is your uh, strength that they are holding on to. Help them know of what it means, Lord, to rest in you. Lord, we continue to lift up our young people through these days. We pray for those who are dealing with some uh, exams at this time and tests. We pray for those who are fearful about going back to school. And we ask, Lord, for your hand upon them and what they do. And we pray, Lord, for that awareness of your, um, of your uh, assurance and your hope in their working in their lives too. Lord, we lift up before you our country through these days as well. Lord, as we continue uh, to um, come out of this pandemic and restrictions continue to lift, we ask, Lord, that they may know of your uh, hand upon them, that we may know, Lord, of what it means uh, to uh, continue uh, to know of your blessings working in our lives. And Lord, we pray for our church and the church services that we are holding. Lord, that there may be that great awakening of the need of things of you. That we may have a building, Lord, 
that people are wanting to come into uh, and that there is that great hunger, just like we read in the book of Nehemiah, to hear your word, to hear the things of you. Lord, we want to lift up before you our leaders at this time. Lord, as we look ahead to changes that are happening in, our, in the political landscape as well, Lord, we pray for you to rise up men and women, Lord, who have uh, that you have brought uh, into these positions, that there is uh, a real awareness, Lord, of looking to serve you, to honour you, Lord, in the things that are happening in our country. Lord, we pray for wisdom for our leaders. We pray for that awareness, Lord, uh, to serve you and to put others last uh, in order that your name may be glorified. And Lord, we pray for one another this day that we may have that awareness of seeking you in every situation that we may meet to know of your glory and your power. Lord, we ask all these things now in Jesus' loving name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening, everyone, this evening. Let's finish together with the words of the benediction. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God our Father, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and forevermore. Amen. <laughs>